Merry Christmas. Welcome to Stony Brook Church. We are so glad that you have chosen to worship with us on this night where we celebrate the birth of Christ. I am Pastor Jennifer Casey. I bring you greetings on behalf of the entire church staff, including our senior pastor, Pastor David Hoffman, and our pastor emeritus, Pastor Bob Thomas. In your bulletin packet, you will find a connection card. If you are worshiping online, you can find that at stonybrook.church worship. We invite you to fill this out at some point during the worship service. And if you are in person, simply drop it in the basket uh, on your way out. It is a way to let us know who was here in worship with us this evening. And it is also a place where you can share any joys or concerns with our faith community. I invite you at this time uh, to quiet your hearts and your minds as our prelude prepares us for worship. We've watched and waited for Christ to come. He has arrived. We light this candle in hope. We light this candle for peace. We light this candle for joy. We light this candle with love. We light this candle 
for the Christ child. Hear the good news about the light of the world from the opening of John's gospel. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was a light of people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Let us pray together. Of the world, into our darkness you've come. Show us how to shine your beauty and light so that all may experience your grace. Your light shines in the darkness and darkness cannot overcome it. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
Those who have lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people who exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor you have broken, as is on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onwards and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
be seated. I invite you to join me in a spirit of prayer. The angels' wings beat loudly in the air, calling us to attention, calling us to you. Here you are. We've been waiting, watching, wondering. What does it mean that you have arrived? How will things change? What will be different, better, new? What will it mean? The angels' wings beat loudly in the air, full of excitement, full of glory. Here you are, lying in the midst of the sounds, the smells, the muck of the stable, the filth of life. How can someone so holy, so pure, so beautiful enter in such a messy way? Who are you? Why are you here? What does it mean? The angels' wings beat loudly in the air. Vibrations course through our bodies, waking us up to your mystery. Your birth surely is a sign that you want to be with us at all times, in all places, close, vulnerable, heart exposed. The angels' wings beat loudly in the air, energy which cannot be contained, hope, Peace, joy, love have arrived. Your presence in this tiny baby, this newborn creation, this tender infant shows us that we are to connect with others in the ways you connect with us deeply, authentically, lovingly. The angels' wings beat loudly in the air and we join their choir singing praises to you Alleluia, alleluia, you have arrived. As we turn to the gifts under the tree tomorrow, help us to continue singing with the angels. Don't let us forget this tender night when the world was forever changed. We pray all of this in the name of the one whose newborn cries pierced the night sky. We now join our voices together praying the prayer that Christ Jesus taught by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord, this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told for them. This is the word of God for all of God's children. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
If you were here at our five o'clock service this evening, you would have been introduced uh, to this nativity, and the children uh, were all given parts and an impromptu Christmas nativity. Uh, some were shepherds, uh, some were um, animals, and some were angels, and they each had an opportunity to come up and uh, file by uh, the nativity. Um, it's reminiscent of the nativity boxes that were handed out as a gift to families, both in our early learning center and the children and families um, in our congregation, as a gift and as a way for them to, to remember and to um, act out um, the Christmas uh, story. So I wanted to draw that uh, to your attention, and it was a gift um, for us at 5 o'clock. But each year as we reenact and encounter the gospel accounts of that first Christmas, I'm amazed at how much of the Christmas story is about what happens before, even before baby Jesus arrives. I guess I'm continually surprised because in my own mind, the story that we gather to share this night looks more to me like the Christmas card snapshot of the nativity. In my mind's eye, Christmas is that single perfect moment when everyone has arrived on the scene and is bathed in the light of that star shining over them. That moment when everyone comes forward on bended knee to get a closer look, to meet Jesus face to face, that moment when all is calm and all is bright. That's how I usually picture it in my mind. But each year as we journey through Advent and make all of our preparations, I'm reminded that most of the Christmas story as we have come to know it is not merely about that one moment in time, that glimpse that we get on this holy and sacred night. And if we spend any amount of time with the gospel writers of Matthew and Luke, most of the story is about getting to that sacred and holy moment. For all the familiar figures of the nativity, it's about their journeys, which sometimes began months, months before in places both near and far. And if we listen to the Hebrew prophets, tonight is about an even more incredible journey that began many generations back, a journey that winds through Egypt to, onto Mount Sinai and through Jerusalem and Babylon. All of these journeys, we believe, have brought us here. All of these moments are part of what has led us to this moment and everyone gathered around the manger has something in common. They've been on a journey. They were all wanderers at one time or another. They were all seeking something. Each was on their own unique yet guided path. They were people who had been called far from home and far from the safety and security of family and friends. Something, something had set them out on the road. And that something would eventually lead them out again. And their journeys would continue. Even the one they came to visit, that they came to honor, would continue his journey in fact, all grown up, he would accompany others on their journeys and call others to pick up where he would leave off. So part of the purpose of tonight, the Christmas story, is for us to find commonality at this moment to find commonality with one another, to find commonality in our searching are seeking and are struggling, knowing that we are not the only ones on the journey. 
Tonight is also about rediscovering a hunger that, that so many of us, or maybe even all of us at one time or another, feel. A hunger that events over this past year may have dampened. A hunger that, that the world might be different than this. A hunger that people might be different than we are. A desire that human nature might behave differently. A hunger that we might decide this year to heed a call of a different, deeper, and maybe even softer voice calling us, each one of us, to incarnate, to, to make flesh, to make known, to make known some of the changes that we seek in this world, to put our very words, what we believe and what we say that we believe, into action. Tonight is about seeking the light of God and it is finding the faith, that, that deep trust to go wherever that search may lead us. God calls us not necessarily to a, a relationship based on certainty, but a trust-filled relationship that turns and returns again and again back to God. On Christmas Eve, I, I'm reminded of a rabbinical proverb that says that it is better, it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. It's not easy. Maybe that is why the Christmas story goes to such great lengths to bring others into the story, to gather around the manger. You see, the seekers, the seekers who really would not, on their own, gather together in the same place, are there that day. They're there that night and in the light of the star, and they realize that it is the same light reflecting upon each of them. They, at least for a moment, see each other in that same light. Following a star or lighting a candle takes a fair amount of courage. Speaking to that hunger within us, doing something about it, even in small steps toward a better tomorrow, requires our resolve. And friends, those who gather around the manger this night make it clear that anyone can do it. If anonymous shepherds can do it, we can do it. If a young, struggling couple can do it, we can do it. If wise, aged astronomers can do it, we too can do it. Tonight, all of us have within ourselves what is necessary to follow our hearts, to follow God's call upon our lives. All of us have within us the capacity to uncover some part of God's work that is worth doing. It begins by lighting a candle and shedding some light. God's call comes to us in many different ways. Maybe that that call comes through an angel's visit or in a dream or through the notes of an angelic choir or perhaps in an email or a phone call or a card or a note from a friend or in something that happens around us to which we feel that we must respond. It is that something that pulls us back onto the journey and urges us to seek the light and invites us to respond out of our life and out of our faith. It invites us to respond out of the gifts, the very gifts we've been given. You see, tonight is not only the story of Jesus' birth, 
It's our story too. It's a story of anyone who looks up when the light beckons or listen when the, listens when the call comes. It's a story of all of those who find the courage to say yes to the journey, sometimes not always knowing where that path may lead. Tonight, tonight, may we find courage to light a candle in the darkness knowing that we are not alone on the journey. Tonight, we proclaim that light has shone and continues to shine in the darkness, and the darkness cannot and will never, ever overcome it. Friends, we have a reason to rejoice. May it be so. Amen.
Stony Brook has a long history of selfless giving and supporting vital missional partners when it comes to its Christmas offering. This year, our Christmas offering will be split evenly between three organizations. The Heart of the City Foundation's Mana Cafe, an outreach ministry of Broad Street United Methodist Church, which serves food, fellowship, and love for those in need in downtown Columbus. Kindways Embark Program, a reentry program that prepares and supports select participants from the Ohio Reformatory for Women and the Marion Correctional Institution as they navigate their journey from incarceration to independence. And Kimisamba Farm, which we recently learned about when missionary Lorraine Charinda of the General Board of Global Ministries visited Stony Brook. Funds will be used to support the purchase of incubators to raise chickens, a gardening project to support young adult women, and a nutrition center in the community. You can give online at stonybrook.church give. You can give uh, through your offering in the baskets in the back of the sanctuary using the Christmas offering envelopes you will find in the pews or you can mail your gift into the church office. I invite you to rise as you are able as we sing together the first Noel.
just as the wise ones offered gifts to you, we offer these gifts back to you, King of Israel. Make these gifts be for the world love, mercy, peace, justice, comfort, and joy. May they carry your grace with them wherever they go. And may those who come to receive them know that you are wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we pay, pray this in his very holy name. Amen. First, let me, um, let me acknowledge that we are not uh, trying. You guys, can, you're good. You're good. You can go. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Didn't let him go. First, let me acknowledge that we're not trying to start a new tradition with these um, tea lights. They're simply an alternative to all of us taking off our masks and having to blow out our candles. Besides, we have made it easier and safer for you to take the light of Christ out into the world. And that's what we encourage you to do. We encourage you to place this tea light somewhere prominently in your home to remind you of God's love and care for you, and in turn, your responsibility to show that love and care to the world. You're invited to switch on your tea lights. <laughs> And hear these words. Arise, shine, for our light has come. Christ is the world's true light on our paths and in our lives. Receive the light and let its warmth and glow be in your hearts this night. The glory of the Lord shines around us this night. Let us continue standing and sing together this beloved hymn.
Friends, may the light that began at creation, the light that continued to the witness of the prophets, the light that has come to the fullness in the birth of Jesus Christ, be in your hearts and in your minds this night. And as we go from this place, may our spirits be filled with joy and hope. For God's precious light has been given to us. Go in peace and know that the peace of God always goes with you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen.